It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're joined now uh, by a man I've, I've been wanting to interview for a long, long time. He played for Spurs uh, between 1975 and 1981. Uh, about 175 performances. Uh, wonderful centre-half in Tottenham's history. Mr. Dominic. Yeah, good, thank you. Good. Thank you so much for joining us today yeah, for, for the Spurs show. That's OK. Uh, so going back pre-Spurs, uh, Bolton was obviously your, your local club. Um, and you, you did you go through the youth ranks there at Bolton? Yeah, I signed at Bolton really when I was 12. Wow. And um, then they're not officially allowed to sign you then. Right. You'd sign to schoolboy at 13. Uh-huh. And... Um, yeah, so I used to go after school. I used to go training to uh, to Burnham Park, right? Um, with a, another bunch of um, hopefuls like myself, and um, yeah, so that started at thirteen, and I, I had um, I was invited to private trial games mm-hmm. um, and certain weekends. Yeah. So you know it was quite extensive. There was a, a fair bit um, going on at the time. Yeah. And, and you, you, and, uh, you, made your, yeah. you made your debut, was it 1970, was that right? You made your debut for Bolton, if you remember. Um, yeah, I was 16 wow, when I 16. made my debut. Amazing. Was that in the old, what, yeah. was, that, what, was that in the, uh, what we call the old second division? Was was that with Bolton then? Yeah. Right. Yes, right. it was in the second division. Yeah. And I played behind, um, I played fullback behind uh, Gordon Taylor, oh, who was wow. the chairman of the FA. And has been for many, many years. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. Apart from... So I had Gordon in front of me. Amazing. Any other players who went on to sort of bigger clubs uh, like yourself who were sort of in that sort of early 70s Bolton team? Oh, yeah, yeah. There was um, uh, Sam Allardyce. Of course, yes. Um, uh, Sam, I was keeping Sam out of the team. Right. And when I got transferred to, um, to Tottenham, uh, Sam took my place in the team. Oh, I see. There's... Um, Peter Reid, yes. obviously, Everton, England. Yeah. Um, we had some of the uh, older stars like Roger Hunt yeah. from Liverpool. Wow. World Cup win with with, um, with England. It's not a bad side, uh, Peter Thompson. Yeah. Yeah, Peter Thompson from, from Liverpool. Tony Dunn from Manchester United. Yeah. 
and and at one stage Charlie Hurley from um, from Sunderland. We had some really yeah. good players, and of course there were some of the um, the Bolton like um, Warwick Rimmer yeah. was very much like a Steve Perryman. Mm. Um, you know, he, Warwick played his whole career, I think, at Bolton. Yeah, uh, he was a great player. You know, really great man. Yeah, great leader he was. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, same folder, Steve. Mm. And then you came to Spurs in in uh, February 1975. Now, Terry Neal had taken over that season from mm-hmm. Bill Nicholson, who'd resigned in September. Yeah. So you must have been one of Terry's first signings. Yes, yeah, uh, I was. I'm not I'm not sure who, who came before me, but yeah, I was, um, I was one of Terry's uh, signings. And how, yeah. how did that come about? How did you get wind that Spurs were in for you? Um... <laughs> I got a phone call from the boss. I'd been out playing golf during the day, mm. and it was our day off. And um, Ian Greaves rang me up, and he said, "Where have you been?" <laughs> and I said, I've, "I've been out playing golf." He said, "We've been searching all the golf courses for you." <laughs> and I said, "He said, where did you play?" I said, "I played at Stand." And he said, "Damn, we didn't look there. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know all my golf courses." And uh, I said, "What do you want?" He said, "Pack your bags." And we're selling you. And I said, what do you mean? Mm. He said, you pack your bags now. He said, I've got a manager here waiting for you. He said, we can get your ass down to the club uh, because you're being sold. And I oh, said, who is it? He said, I'm not telling you, but it's first division. And he put the phone down and that was it. I mean, so, presumably, presumably you kind of were happy at Bolton. You weren't kind of looking to move, were you? Um, on and off, there was clubs, uh, it was... People sniffing around for quite a while. Liverpool had been um, uh, watching me for a while, right. and there was a few other clubs. So things were were happening, mm. and um, so yeah, you know, I was young, I was ambitious, and I was uh, I was ready to move from Bolton. And presumably, the, you know, this this is you know for our, long, our our younger listener, this was sort of the days before super agents. So you sort of showed up by yourself, and then yeah. was it was it Terry Neal that had, mm. had, had made the journey up? Yeah, Terry and a couple of the uh, directors. I think there was a, when I arrived at the ground. There was a Rolls Royce there, <laughs> and it had um, it, the registration was something like A three or something. And I thought, oh, could be the Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and when I walked in, um, they introduced me obviously to Terry and said he was uh, from Tottenham. And so yeah, he just sat me down and he. He said, uh, I want you to come and play at Tottenham um, in front of Pat Jennings, Cyril Knowles, Joe Kinnear, mm. Mike England. He said, I want you to play alongside with Mike, mm. um, Stevie P, Martin Peters, Martin Chivers, you know, <laughs> and sort of a bit stunned yeah. to hear all those great names. Mm. And, um, yeah, so he said... This is what the deal is. Sign here, signed, and amazing. I was in the next minute. I was in the car on the way to London. Was it? Uh, I mean, had you been down to London before? Or was it a bit of a sort of culture shock uh, in in those days? Um, no, we we played in London, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I played nearly two hundred games yeah. for Bolton. Mm. Now I played over. I played. I think about two hundred and nine games for Spurs. Mm. So. Um, I think yours were just the, when you said 170 something. Maybe it was probably starting. League games. Yeah, league games. Yeah, league games. Yeah, but I played over 200 games. Yeah, for Spurs, and I played um, 
just short of 200 for Bolton. Mm. Um, I played 100 games for Bolton before I was uh, 20. Yeah, amazing. And I mean, you mentioned so, you mentioned Mike yeah. England there because I think look, cause, yeah. because I, my memory of the time was Terry did get rid of a lot of the old guard. And one player that did go pretty quickly was Mike England. So effectively, mm. you kind of took over his role, didn't you? Well, not really. I was a, I was a player off a big centre-half. Right. Now, like at Bolton, Paul Jones was the, the um, a big centre-half. He was very, very good in the air. Mm. And I was good sweeping around. So we'd always send Jones in first and I would sweep behind him. Mm. Um, and that would have been my role with Mike. Yeah. But you were quite right in what you said. At the end of the the season, I was only there, I think, from March. Mm. So I, I think there was only about a dozen games yeah. to go to the end of the season. And at the end of the season, Cyril Knowles left. Uh, Mike England left. Joe Kinnear left. Martin Peters left. Um, and it was sort of uh, like, wow. Yeah. And and I think, um, I think Pat, went as well at that at that stage yeah it was uh, maybe perhaps a bit like not sure yeah it was a, um, it was a, it was a difficult yeah. I mean, it was a it was a difficult time because you said those first few months well firstly you joined a team who were clearly in a relegation battle and your first seven games we, yeah. i mean we, we couldn't get a win how was that to handle coming down quite young you in this you know in name anyway a, a massive club and things were it was, it was a really difficult start it was, yeah. Um, actually, hard to explain because the um, for, for me, I've gone to a great club and playing with great players mm. and trying to and just trying to fit in. And of course, obviously, we were struggling. Um, and the last game of the season, we had to play Leeds. Leeds, it's and, a famous and game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't play in that mm. game. So he left me out, obviously, because I was inexperienced at the. And he, he, I don't think Terry wanted to put me, you know, so deep into the into the fire at that stage. Mm. And fortunately, um, we won. He famously, we we had um, we've had uh, Martin Chivers on the show a couple of times. I mean, his his story of, of that particular game was that he was sort of out the side and then was was brought in for that last game. Uh, all, all to do yeah. with all to do with a, a hypnotist that Terry Neal knew, who told mm-hmm. Terry in a reading, "You've got to bring him back. He's going to score." And there was this—he he told a great story about. I mean, he was like a sort of showbiz sort of hypnotist that all the players had to go and see. Did you do you remember that at all? Um, vaguely, yes, yeah. I do, but I don't believe in all that stuff. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I don't think most of the players did either. That was the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Uh, the following season... Well, as, you know, as I say, you come down from Bolton um, and, like, when you're a northern lad, you you don't hang about much. Yeah. Not, um, <laughs> there's not too many flies on you. You've got to be tough from up there. Absolutely. And then somebody starts talking about hypnotists. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, exactly. Is this guy taking the piss? Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, the, um, the following season, which was the 1975-76 season... We actually fared better. We, we finished ninth in the league that season. And also we got yeah. to the uh, League Cup semi-final. Uh, at that time, Willie Young was now your kind of centre-back partner for most of that season. Yeah. What, what was he like to play with? Willie, I like Willie because he was pretty straightforward. He, he attacked everything. He was good in the air. Um, 
And he was a nice lad, Will. He was, he was good to play with. Mm. Um, I was playing fullback quite right. a bit of the time at that stage yeah. um, because they were mixing things around, obviously, through trying to get the formula. Um, but we, we had a good season that season. Was, was Keith Osgood um, the other kind of centre-back as well at that time? Was it Keith Osgood? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Keith, uh, yeah he was... Ozzy was in there. Mm. Um, played a few games, yeah, and and I remember the last um, last match of the season. I had a a bit of a knee injury, mm. and um, and I, I remember saying to Mike, you know, my knee's not very good, and we had a we had a tour uh, planned. Um, it was like a around the world trip. We were mm. away for a month, and um, and I, I didn't play in. The f- we went to Toronto. I didn't play there. And I, I was getting a bit fed up not playing on the trip. Yeah, so sure. I said to him, I'm in New Zealand. I said, oh, you know, I want to have a game. So he put me in and my knee just locked oh, the game. So um, they sent me, we all flew off to Australia. And then they put me on a plane from Australia, flew me back to England. And um, I went straight in for surgery. I mean, I got home, said to the wife, I'm home. Mm. You know, better tell whoever's in to go. Um, and uh, here we were uh, straight into hospital for knee surgery and then the start of the next season was a season where we got relegated Mm. so I missed most of that season um, because I was struggling recovering from knee surgery Yeah, and so um, uh, Berkey sent me to America Mm. he came me and he said look he said, it's no good putting you in. You're not fit yet. Um, it's a difficult year. So he said, I want you to get fit. So they shipped me off to the States. So I went and played at uh, Dennis Violet, the uh, ex-Manchester United Busby yes. um, Babe. He was the manager at, um, at Washington Diplomats. Mm-hmm. And um, I played out in the States. And I think I played in 23 of the 24 league games there. Mm-hmm. And um, then, of course, I came back, and I always remember this, because my wife reminds me, we got off the aeroplane, we passed Chesant, and uh, and I said, we better just go in and, and check, I'll check what's going on. So we um, dropped in at the training grounds, and but he said, right, get gear off your training. I said, I've just got a flaming aeroplane from the States. Mm-hmm. He said, yep, that's fine, get gear on your training. Wow. So I had to go and tell my missus she had to go home on her own. <laughs> and, um, I ended up that's um that with the team. Oh. No. Yeah, the, the, go, just go back very quickly to the season before we finished ninth. Uh, John Duncan was up front. He got twenty that season, and this is yes. when you got your. You, yes. This is when you got your first goal in a three-two win at Derby. You got your first goal for Spurs. Do you, do you still remember that? Yeah. Goal? Oh yeah, I've got pictures of it actually. Oh, have um, you? Yeah, I've got a sequence of photos with me running in and then I, I uh, headed the ball, glanced the ball and it went down in the bottom corner and then John Duncan's got his arm around me. So I've got about oh, four lovely. pictures in sequence. Oh, that's and, nice. And um, I've got pictures of, of the Derby crowd. There's, they, um, there's a really good picture because nobody's moved. Like yeah. We just scored and we're jumping up and down and they're just looking all blank. 
Yeah, oh, that's lovely. <laughs> and I scored in the I scored in the semi final of the cup as well. Well, I'm going I'm to come to that as well because we we had a good cup. Yeah. But I remember the, I remember the home leg. We won one nil, and my memory of that game was Pat Jennings pulling off one of the best saves I've seen at the lane from Tommy Craig. Oh and yeah, he tipped one over the bar. It was yeah. unbelievable. But then the second leg, mm. as you said, you scored, but we just couldn't hold hold them back that night, could we? I think we ended up losing three one. No, that's correct. Yeah, and we lost three two on aggregate. Yeah. yeah, it's a real shame. Yeah, that was a shame. That it would have yeah. been nice to start up um, in the, the final. Trophy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, but that season again, just looking back, we won five two against Aston Villa. You scored in that one. We beat Sheffield United mm-hmm. 5-0, 2-0 against Arsenal, 4-1 against Coventry. Glenn Hoddle, obviously famously made his debut at Stoke that season. There must have been, in the, yeah. I, know you, I know you said that you were then injured, but there must have been that close season, real optimism for the following season because we'd had a decent season and then Terry Lill mm. suddenly left. What, what was he like as a manager and a coach? Yeah. I know he brought you in. Did, did, you, did you get on well with him? Yeah, I got on well with Terry. He was... He was... He was a good bloke, Terry. I liked him. Mm. Um, but, you know, he's the manager, and you, you don't spend a lot of time with the manager. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, um, on the training ground, and it depends whether they let other coaches do the, the training. Um, so, yeah, but I liked Terry. I, I think he was, you know, he did pretty good when he first came in. Mm. And, um, you know, I've got a lot of respect for Terry. He was a good player. Yeah. Even though he plays for Arsenal, yeah. we can forgive him for that occasionally. Mm. <laughs> and then yeah. Keith, Keith came in, uh, and obviously he he was already known to the players, wasn't he? Because he he was already within the club. Correct. Yes, he was a part of the. I think Keith came through the youth team, come through the youth system, mm. and then yeah. and the, and then that the, when he came in, I mean John Gorman came in, Jerry Armstrong, Ian Moores, Jimmy Holmes. And on paper, yeah, it was it on paper it looked like an improved team. And early, I know you got, I know you were out for most of that season with injuries, but we got early wins at Old Trafford, home to Leeds, mm. and then it just sort of just it just fell apart, didn't it? What, what, why do you think that was? Yeah, it's difficult to say. You know, building a team um, doesn't come overnight. You, mm. you, there was there've been so much movement of personnel. Yeah, um, that. Uh, building a team is takes time. Mm. You're very, very well, unless you you've got squillions of dollars like some of the uh, clubs have now and spend hundreds of millions on players that are exceptional players. Mm. Um, we didn't have that sort of um, uh, player money to go out and just go and buy everybody. So there were players that came in and uh, players that went out and. The movement of players through, I'd say, that maybe two or three years would have been the, the most gone through Tottenham probably in the 20 right. years previously. I think you're right, absolutely. And then, I mean, I, mean, I remember, the, I mean, at the, I mean, uh, the end of that season, we had that 5 0 defeat at Man City, which effectively sent us down. Then we played Leicester at yeah. home on the last day of the season, we won. My memory of that game, it was almost like a carnival atmosphere. We'd gone down, everyone ran on the pitch, we're calling back the team who sheepishly had to come back in, stand in the director's box and wave at the players. And and although it was the first mm. time we'd ever been relegated, there was there was real optimism I I felt amongst the uh fans. Was that shared with the players? Did they did, did you all kind of think that you'd all come back stronger? I was in America. 
Oh, you know what you were, of course you'd already gone to America at that I stage. I was in the States. Yeah, so I, I wasn't involved there. Yeah. Um I was trying to get fit mm. um for for the next season. Obviously I knew we'd gone down. Mm. And um so my um br- brief was get yourself fit for next mm. season. Yeah. And we can start um which, you know, when you have knee surgery it takes quite a while to uh, to recover. It's a bit mm. of a shock. Yeah. And that, that and, I mean um, in, in, in the second division, the, the squad was was kind of really trimmed down. I think it was only Colin Lee that came in. Um, then, who were you vying with there? Was it sort of you or Keith Osgood? Because uh, again, that season you did play quite a few at fullback as well in in the second division, from memory. So, yeah. what, what, what was yeah. the sort of what was the rough back four then in that season? Who, who kind of played? Well, Ooh. I played a lot with CVP. So, me and yes. CVP was central defence, right, and. Uh, and yeah, and John Gorman left back. Um, just trying to think who was right back. Um, I don't know. But yeah, Ozzy came Ter- in. Terry Naylor. Terry Naylor was still there, wasn't he? Oh, okay. that's it, Terry. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. between so between uh, Terry, myself, Stevie P, uh, John Gorman, um, and Keith Osgood, they, they were the sort of key um, players for that season in defence. Mm. And yeah, obviously it was. A, um, we got up, which was the main well, thing. Well, what's that now? Because again, my memory of that season, we got on a really good run, and then we played mm. uh, your old team, promotion rivals Bolton at home, who we'd lost to in the FA Cup and away from home. And and I have to say, I've been yeah. going since seventy three. That match for the drama and the importance of that game. I think it was fifty two thousand fans there. And yeah. if you had to ask me your top 10 goals you've seen at White Hart Lane, I think for the importance of the drama, your goal that day to me is in that top 10. What's your what's your memory of, of that game and that goal? I mean, there's a famous photo of you diving in, not a hair out of place, and boots, <laughs> boots all around you, and you've just steamed in and got there. Yeah. What was your memory of it? Yeah, well, it was a, um, a training... Uh, training grand uh, free kick, right? Well, corner kick, yeah. And um, I think Glenn flicked it. Praddy knocked it in, and Glenn flicked it on at the near post. Mm. And and it was there in front of me, mm. and I just threw myself <laughs> at it. There was no way I was not yeah. going to get that ball. Yeah. It could have been a brick wall in front of me, and it had gone right through it. <laughs> and uh, I remember the ball uh, rolling into the net, yeah. and um, you know, I was sort of tangled in the net, getting out. <laughs> Yeah, that was amazing. That was a big day. It was a wonderful victory. And then, in typical kind of Spursy fashion, we then had a bit of a blip. We lost to Brighton away. We then, I remember it was on the big match yeah. of Brian Moore. I don't think you played this one. We lost at home to Sunderland. I got sent off. Did you? What, in the I Brighton game? Off. Yeah. Oh, I don't didn't remember yeah. that. What happened there? Yeah. I don't remember that. What, were, what, was, what, what were you sent off for? Uh, two yellow cards. Oh, uh, oh yeah. so you couldn't play in the next game. Oh, I see. And we so we, we lost to Suns and Bob Lee, I remember, scored two for them. And then and then there was this midweek game which you played in at home to Hull, who had already been relegated and was a must-win game. Mm. What was your memories of that game, the build-up in the dressing room? I mean, you know, it was literally a must-win. <clears throat> we had to win that game. Yeah, yeah. Well, it... 
everything was building then and the tension was just you could feel it everywhere yeah. and like you said yeah. we had to win and I think Stevie P scored the winner didn't he, he late on he kicked the ball out the goalie's arms from what I remember <laughs> the goalie sort of had it sort of in cut him too hard <laughs> he, he literally kicked it his hand put it in and, and the ref I think the ref had to give the goal because there would have been a riot if, if he yeah. hadn't it was it was absolutely incredible and then you then played in oh god the game that I still have butterflies about we went to Southampton who uh, we needed a draw they also think just needed a draw to go up and oh my god I I remember when I think it was Tony Funnel played for them hit the post near the end again what what was what was the instructions Mm. from Keith before that game I mean it must be weird playing a game when you know that you don't have to win it it's all about not losing how do you kind of set yourself up for a game like that well we we defended you know, as defenders, we defended. Mm. We didn't go and attack. So when there were corners, we were very careful yeah. in terms of, you know, do we? How adventurous do we get? Um, right. Do we send key players, key defenders mm. in attacking positions? Um, and we, the answer really was no. Mm. Nothing was going to go past us that day. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. And that was the the approach that we took. Is with, nobody's going to score. Not not a chance they're going to score passes because we're not going to let them. Yeah. And and that's how you've got to be in that that situation. Mm. So, uh, and that's exactly what happened. And I think they were in a similar position as well, as you say, mm. is they needed um, a, a draw. So, wasn't too many um, attack, attacking defenders yeah. on both sides in that game. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and no. no Worked out good for us. We we got up, and you know, going back to my goal against Bolton, I say mm. to Ozzy, I said, you know, without that goal, we'd never have got you. Ozzie. Very true. You know what? It, you you, you <laughs> very good point. You're absolutely right. I mean, on to, you mentioned Ozzy <laughs> yeah. there. Obviously, that summer uh, they arrived, um, which you know, mm. uh, you know, it, it was you know after the World Cup in '78 to have these two players from that World Cup winning squad coming to White Hart Lane uh, was incredible. What was mm-hmm. your memories of, of, of hearing about it, meeting them at training? What was it like for the players? It was surreal because obviously we've got two World Cup winners coming in from another country. They don't speak very much English. Mm. Um, we've been able to see them on TV. and Two World Cup winners are obviously high, high quality players. Mm. So it was great for us, you know, when you think about it, all the, the attention, um, all the publicity, and to have two top world-class players come and join us, mm. um, it's a big move. Yeah. It's a big... Let, let me just say something I said to you about Ozzy, mm. um, when I say that to him. Ozzy always replied, he always replies to me when I say that to him. No, Don. He said it was only one goal. He said every goal that season counts. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, he has a response from me. But I, I, and I respond to him. I said, well, it's like Ricky's goal in the final. It's not one goal. It's the timing of it. Absolutely. And, and that's what I think about that, that goal against Bolton. Yeah. Absolutely. It's the timing of it. The, as you said, the... Um, the event, the day, mm. everything materialising on that one point. We're playing against the, the two top teams with the biggest game of the of the uh, of the day. Even with the, I think the two FA Cup finals were on 
Uh, semi-finals were on that day. Right, OK. So, yeah, so it was a big game in football. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, when the, when the guys came, it was wonderful. Mm. You know, everything lifted. We walked onto the pitch and there was all those... Ticket tape. tape. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, amazing time. It was, it was wonderful. It was incredible. I mean, um, yeah. say so the other player that came in, uh, which people kind of forget about, uh, was now your new centre bet partner. We, we also signed John Lacey from Fulham, who obviously you then played alongside. What, what was he like? Yeah, Blakey. Blakey mm. was a good lad. Big, tall, strong in the air, good tackler. And um, yeah, John. John was a good player. Mm. Any player that comes in that's going to, uh, you know, give us strength, particularly in the defence, because we, we, you know, we had a bit of a reputation for being um, weak at the back. Mm. Um, mm. But I think a lot of that came from we attack so much. You know, Tottenham are known for attacking, not defending. Yeah, and, uh, and that was something that I learned pretty early: is that Tottenham are an attacking team. Mm. No, absolutely. It's, it's part like of, it or not. It's part of yeah, our like DNA. Like it or not. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, we finished we finished 11th that season, that first season back, which 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 mm-hmm. was pretty good after an awful start. We obviously lost. I mean, we drew the first game against Notts Forest away. Ricky Veer scored. We then, the first game at home, we lost to Aston Villa 4-1. <laughs> we then lost famously to Liverpool at uh, 7-0. What what was oh, done? Yeah. What was done oh. in training then to yeah. try and shore things up? Because we were just leaking goals at that stage. What was done to sort of improve things? Yeah, we obviously we didn't know how to play with with um, Ozzy and Ricky because the um, two different styles. We would be, you know, we would get down the line and cross the ball in the box. And Ozzy or um, Ricky would say, ball, feet, ball, mm. feet. Mm. And, you know, we would be playing a different ball and they'd look at us. So, it, you know, everything that we were doing was trying to um, get these guys into the game. Mm. And um, so we had to change to suit them because our game um, wasn't the uh, South American game. Yeah. Of course, um, you know another uh, guy who was um, key at the point was Glenn. Yes, which was which played into Glenn's hands as well because mm. um, Keith always used to say to us, "Win the ball as defenders, give it to Glenn, Ricky, or Ozzy. That's yeah. your job." Yeah, and well, so we we had to we had to train ourselves on how to do things differently. Mm. I mean, we, we could have. It's not good us doing what we we've been doing for for ages. When we've got all this talent, we've got to use it, and yeah. um, and that's what we had to do. You mentioned you mentioned uh, Glenn there, uh, Don. I mean, the following season we finished only fourteenth, but Glenn scored nineteen goals that following season from midfield. How good was he? Mm. I mean, you played with him many many times. Is he the best player you've ever played with? Yeah. Glenn was just wonderful. He was a great player. Mm. Um, he, he used to do things, and we'd look at him and go, Glenn, like, we used to get, you make us look so ordinary. <laughs> you know? He did. He made everybody look ordinary because he just did things that you, you couldn't think about. He mm. was a wonderful player. He was a hard worker. 
Um, he trained hard, and um, and he, he used to just shout, "Give me the ball! Give me the ball!" He give him the ball. Why would you not? Yeah, you know. And as a defender, we learned very quickly to get the ball, give it to him. Yeah, it's out of our hands. Mm. Um, he was amazing. Simple as. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Glenn scored a lot of goals from free kicks, but he scored amazing uh, goals, like one that I think Amelia kicked it. They show it quite often. Yes, there's... Amelia yeah. took a long kick Nots and Forest Jerry game. flicked it on. And, Nottingham oh, Forest. Yes, Forest. Forest, yes, 2 now. And Odd volleyed it. Yeah, amazing. And he, he did that. Oh, it was just amazing. Mm. It, it was a pleasure to, to watch Glenn play. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. from behind him. He's a wonderful player. Yeah, I mean, wonderful. that season we, we got to the sixth round of the FA Cup. My memory of that run, which you played in, was the third round replay at Old Trafford when Glenn ended up mm. going in goal. Uh, when Milia was yeah. uh, badly injured, uh, got elbowed by Joe Jordan. And then Ozzy scored with yeah. three minutes to go. Do, do you remember that game? Yeah, I do remember that very well. It was an amazing match. Yeah, that was... Well, I'm a Manchester boy. Yes, so, exactly. Um, that we had a few. I had, you know, played in a few wins at, at Manchester. Yes, which not many people did. Mm. So that one is obviously very high um, because it went to extra time. Mm. And you're right, um, Glenn went in goal, and then Ozzy just uh, curled on in the top corner. Yeah, in um, injury time, it wasn't long to go actually. No, that's right. No, it was, it was... and during the same season, um, we played Leeds away. And um, I think Danes was in goal. He got injured, and Glenn went in goal, and we mm. beat Leeds away as well. With yeah. Glenn in goal, <laughs> incredible. <laughs> Absolutely, it was Mister Everywhere. Glenn yeah. was. No, it's amazing. And then the following season, yeah. kind of really sort of cemented this new team that went on to win things. Crooks and Archibald came in, uh, who obviously made a a big difference. And then I think that season you kind of played half. And obviously the, the, the young player coming through is Paul Miller, uh, probably came in and, and, and eventually kind of took your place. What was your memory of, of that league campaign now that things really, really were clicking? Yeah, well, you're right. Um, it, it was a time where the, the team building, I was saying earlier, um, had all been taking place. We were now getting more of a, um, a, a settled team. And just the odd one or two changes. One of them was obviously with me. Um, but, uh, yeah, Archie and uh, Crooks up front, Tony Galvin out wide. Um, were, Tony was a, a great player as well. Tony was non-stop up and down the wing. He was a, a lot better player than people, you know, gave him credit for at the time. Mm. Um, yeah, so, and, and Graham Roberts came in as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, Robbo was in there. So, yeah, the team was more um, static. Not so many changes, as as I said earlier. Um, you know, you you got the nucleus of a team mm. and then just the odd one or two changes here and there. Mm. And, uh, yeah, then the team, as you said, started to win a few things. And then you, you were in the... I mean, the, obviously the FA Cup when the first time it won it since 1967. You were in the squad then... Because uh, these are the days of just one. These are the days of just one substitute. So, what was your memory of those two games? Were you? Because I know you were on the bench. Because you know you're there in your, in your suit. Were you, were you in the dressing room there? Were you party to to what was going on in both games? Uh, which games in the finals? Yeah, the finals. Yeah. Yes. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I was I was involved in everything. Mm. I was um, there with with the guys, and um, we spent a week away uh, training um, before the cup final. So I, I, pl- I think I played in two of the games mm. that in the FA Cup. Um, so yeah, I was involved early, and then um, lost my place um, at the wrong time. Yes. Is so, that is that kind yeah. of looking back? Would you say therefore? That was probably the most sort of disappointing moment of your career when there was this chance to possibly be an FA Cup final. Oh, absolutely, yeah, mm. yeah, it breaks my heart. Yeah, I could imagine. I could imagine. Yeah. I mean, you hear stuff, you know, the, you know, like Jimmy Greaves and the World Cup, and I mean, this to, to, to sort of miss an FA Cup when you said you've been in that team for many, many years, you're a part of it. And just sort of the timing, mm. wasn't it? What happened? I mean, I, what what was? Yeah. Did, do you, I mean? Did, do you still get a medal because you played in some of the games? How did that work? That's awful. Um, I think it's changed in those now, days. Isn't it? Yeah, played in the final. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's all changed, changed now. They all get medals now. If you played one game, mm. um, you you get a medal. But in our era, um, unless you played in the final, I mm. know. Uh, think about Barry Danes. Barry Danes played in every game except the final. Wow, I forgot about that. And he didn't he didn't get a medal. Wow. Awful. Yeah, so yeah. You, you play all the games and then lose your, your position in the final and you don't get anything. Yeah. Thanks for coming, Barry. Yeah. No, yeah, so I didn't there was nothing for me. Yeah. And then what what happened then at the end of that season? How did you leave Tottenham? Was there was there approach from Charlton or did you kind of think I need to move on now to play more games? What actually happened there? No, um, Tottenham didn't offer me a new contract. Oh, I see the contract run out. Yeah. Did, 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 did you um, think you were sort of bad? Because, you know, we, we speak to a lot of ex-players and the, the one kind of sort of constant that comes out for most of them is kind of pretty much how badly treated they were, were treated by the club at the end, that it just wasn't done mm. particularly nicely. Would, would, would you echo that? Well, yes, I would, because I was, um, my wife was pregnant, we were expecting our first child, mm. um, the, the season had finished and we went off, and then um, I'm waiting for my contract and none arrived, mm. so I actually contacted the PFA and I asked them, what do I do? And they said, well, um, technically you're a free agent mm. so um yeah i didn't have one phone call from tottenham really um keith Birkenshaw never never contacted me once That's shocking. um they didn't yeah they didn't say you're out of here or you know it was nothing i just got nothing so um uh obviously being a free agent the pfa uh sent my uh Details around to clubs and um, Alan Mulroy came after me and took me to Charlton. Mm. That's an awful story. I mean, so, funny enough, the first game for, for I was going to play for Charlton, um, I arrived at the ground to play and Alan Mulroy said, you look tired, what have you been doing? I said, I've been up all night, my wife's having a baby. And he said, what the hell are you doing here? Bugger off. Oh, you really? be with your wife. Oh, that's nice. He sent me home. <laughs> yeah, well, that's well. Nice. He sent me back to the hospital. That's nice. I mean, again, going back to the, the leaving, we've had. I mean, even Jimmy Greaves didn't even say goodbye to his teammates. He literally went back 
to the training and his bag with his boots was left at the front door type thing. I, they've got a real kind of history yeah. of just not even a goodbye, not even a chance to say goodbye to your teammates for six years, you know? Yeah. So when, yeah. so when, so presumably it's these sort of reunion dinners and, and events at Spurs that you then finally over the years got to see all these old, old teammates. Yeah. Um, in, uh, what was, let me think, 1985, mm. um, I get a phone call from, I think from Stevie P and he said, um, pack your bags, get over here. He said, um, we need you back. There's dinner. So we had the 25th anniversary of the, of the cup win. Mm-hmm. So, um, I flew back to England and, um, we had a, a reunion and that was the first time I would have seen most of the guys, um, since, um, yeah, since, well, some of them since the final. Yeah. Um, but I'd been living in Australia yes. since 91. Mm. So, you know, uh, most of that 25 years I would, I'd spent here in Australia. Mm. So, uh, and often, I don't get back that often. How often, how I was about to say, how often do you, do you come back to the UK? I don't get back very often at all. It's just cause um, the, is that just because the distance really is just it's a bit of a killer flight. Yeah, it's a long way. Yeah, it's a long way, and uh, yeah, my uh, my family come and visit me out here. Yeah, so um, yeah, Fair but it, yeah, you're right. It's a long way. It's a hard journey. Yes, you know, yeah. it's like twenty four hours on a airplane. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. but yeah, so I mean, look, so I might look, be coming back soon. I might come back next. Um, for the beginning of next season, I'd like to see the new stadium. Yeah, it's no, absolutely. absolutely amazing. Yes, it does. Does yeah. it, it does look wonderful? I mean, I, obviously, I know we've had a time for it now. You obviously went to Charlton and off to America and, and, and managed at Barnet. I remember. But look, looking back, what what does Tottenham Hotspur mean to you when you look back after all these years? Um, well, it was the main portion of my career. It was the, the biggest club that I ever got to play for. Um, and I'm grateful for the fact that I played for Tottenham. I, I really enjoyed my time there. Uh, it was a great club, great people there. You know, I played with some um, wonderful players, as we said about Glenn, Ozzy, Ricky, Stevie P, you know, the other guys in the team, great players in the team. Mm. And it was it was nice to be there. You know, they were yeah. really, really, really good. And, of course, the fans were great. They still are. I, I still get a lot of um, emails from people. And oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh that's lovely. The crowd there are great. They really support the team exceptionally well. Yeah. And um, as, a, as an ex-player, you know, it's it's great um, that, um, that they remember me and, um, you know, I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, you, 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 you know, looking back, you gave us... Uh, a lot of great memories. I mean, you know that 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 that's the season we went up. Uh, particularly was was extraordinary, and, and the games we've talked about. Uh, thank you so much for, for finding time to talk to us. I really really appreciate it, Don. And I wish you wish you all the best. No problem. Thanks for the call, Mike. Lovely. Thanks a lot, Don. I'm happy to have done it. I must say, when I come back as well, um, they may get me busy. Aussie gets me playing golf with them. Good. Because they have the, the Legends team, so yeah. I get involved that way. I, I get invited to the club, and uh, I got last time I was there, Pat took me round 
um, you know, before the game, they go and visit the boxes, so I get mm-hmm. invited in. So, you know, nice. the club look after me, they treat good. me well. Um, you know, uh, all I've got is good things to say about Tottenham. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's that's lovely to hear. Uh, well, hopefully we'll see you next time you're, you're over back in England. It's uh, been, been, a, been yes. a, ple- a pleasure talking to you, Don. Thank you so much. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.